It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. On a Monday with Grumpy Pants Stuckey and Bright-Eyed and Bushy-Tailed Beaton. We've got two quarterfinal games. It should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of uh, fun. Uh, We're kind of winding down basketball uh, season. Even if neither team loses, we can only go to the end of the week. Right. Um, and then it's uh, baseball and softball time. Yeah, and, well, at some point we'll have baseball and softball. You know. I've got games up on the schedule, and uh, I'm going to go do them whether they're happening or not. <laughs> I'll just make something up if they call the games off. Well, yeah, we, are, we already had cancellations in baseball, and the season hadn't even started yet for us. Uh, it's going to be fun. It'll be fantastic. It will be. And Looking forward to it. Didn't get to do a, a, a baseball or softball season last year. The last one that I was involved with was a lot of fun, especially the girls who were bombing home runs uh, a, a year or more back like yeah. crazy. Yeah, hopefully the balls are still uh, still juiced. juiced. Yeah, <laughs> they got the MLB hand-me-downs. I'm fine with that. Um, Cork the bats, whatever it takes. But I think we have a couple very winnable quarterfinal games uh, with a girl, Emily City girls team and the Croslex boys team. And, I mean, it's, it's hard to find out information on teams like Country Day and Ferndale, but we've gotten at least a few things. I know Ferndale has a couple of kids with college offers, um, but – Hey. So that supposedly makes them better than Croslex. Well, no. I'm just saying. That well, to they, some people it does. <laughs> Iron Mountain is better than Croslex to some people because some kid there got an offer from a who cares, from a who cares you school. You are grumpy today. I am grumpy. It's dumb. Well, speaking of dumb, and I'm not going to rake the MHSA over the coals for this one because I think they are in a tough spot, but we got the... Oh, uh, I am. Let, let's save this for later. Yeah, we have the quarterfinal spot for Croslex, and... It was exactly as we predicted. It was actually Closer kinda, for it Ferndale. Was, it was worse than we thought. Closer for Ferndale than it is for Croslex because Croslex is in an area that the state doesn't give a damn about. All right, well... We'll let you get onto that later, but <laughs> let's let's uh, get to the first segment. Whatever we talk about there, we'll uh, get going with. Okay. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850 7520. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back, Dennis and Brady, for the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. We were discussing the logistics of something completely different, so let's change topics, Brady, and get right into tonight's quarterfinal game in girls' basketball. Detroit Country Day is 14-2. and Imlay City is 15-3. and Country Day was not tested at all. No. In the like regional went, final. Or in the regular season. 
Um, like, you look at these teams that they played, it's you expect more from a country day schedule. If I'm being honest, this looks like a Cardinal Mooney schedule. Like, a lot of small schools. I'm just going to run it down for you. Um, since, I mean, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about two games. So, they, they beat Cranbrook, smaller school. Wixom St. Catherine, an all-girls school. Plymouth Christian. Allen Park Cabrini. They lost to Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes. A Division Four team. Yes. A good Division Four team. But still, a country day should never lose to Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes. Redford Westfield Prep, they beat by four. Southfield Christian lost to Allen Park Inner City Baptist. Beat Ann Arbor. A Division Four team. Ann Arbor Father Gabriel Richard. Warren Regina, Utica Ford, Birmingham Groves, Wald Lake Northern. So before For that matter, I, Southfield Christian also a Division Four team. Yeah. So before I get to Utica Ford, all these schools for the most part are small, if not if not the same size, way smaller than Country Day. And then their path to the uh, regional championship: Wixom St. Catherine, which they won by two points. 51-49, they almost, that was a 10-8 and eight team. Uh, Warren Regina, they beat again, and then an East Point team that had to win one game to get to a regional final. And, and I just want uh, to, to keep it in perspective for, for people who listen to the, the podcast. So when I, when I say Division Four team, so that would be like St. Clair putting Landmark, New Life Christian, New Haven Merritt, Moody. Pack, Car- Carsonville, Port Sandlock, on their schedule and playing them. Yes, like Division Four, I think is what like two twenty-five and below. Yeah, something like that. Uh, really small. For comparison, Emily City. Granted, I don't think the BWAC was tremendous this year, but North Branch was a solid team. And you look at who they who they played in the non-conference. Bay City John Glenn, a powerhouse, fourteen and three this year. Yes. Uh, Byron, seventeen and one this year, and the reason they lost is because they were not at full strength in the playoffs. Plymouth Christian, ten and four this year. That's who they found outside. Oh, and Holly, by the way. Although Plymouth Christian is, I believe, a D four school. Yes, but uh, they beat Holly in the non conference. They were only five and eleven, so not the best non conference game, but they handled business in the regular season. Like you go through and you you look at their scores against BWAC teams, there's not one within 15, 20 points. Right now, the, the closest seems to be at North Branch, a 21-point win. Now, they did have to go through a little bit of a gauntlet, though, to get to this game, whereas Country Day blew out East Detroit, what, 70-something to 20-something. Yeah. Um, you know, Imlay City had to claw their way past um, Lutheran North. Right. Which and I think helps you. Yes. I mean, yeah, you, you have to, you know, go through a little adversity because they either – this MLA City team either blew the team out or kind of got – when they lost, they didn't lose close. I mean, a 17-point loss to John Glenn, a 17-point loss to Byron, and a 15-point loss to Plymouth Christian. So this was the first result they had this year that was within single digits. Wow. And, yeah, they, there was a point in that game where when Lutheran North hit a three with a couple minutes to go and you went, oh, my gosh, they might actually do it. 
Then MLA City turned it on for the last couple minutes and pulled away, winning uh, the final score, by the way, 42-35. Um, but, yeah, they're, uh, they had to battle. They're tested. And, I mean, I, I would not – I would feel confident picking MLA City to win a quarterfinal game. I would be, too. Now, again, you still have to go out and you have to play the game. And the name Detroit Country Day does – force you to give them credibility um i'm sure that they don't have a bad basketball team no you still don't get to a quarterfinal by all luck you and you don't go 14 and 2 by not being good right i don't care if you're playing all small schools the gap in talent is not that great with small schools or to big schools in basketball like, you can be a D4 team and beat a D1 or D2 team, and it's not a monumental upset. No, and, and like, I, like I said, I'm a little less about the Waterford uh, Our Lady game because I actually saw Waterford Our Lady against Mooney, mm-hmm. and I know that they've got three, four girls that could play for anybody in our area. Right. Uh, and be starters and, be, and produce. Uh, so they, they, that's a good basketball team. Um, they just they don't have any any depth or anything past that. So if you can figure out a way to get them in foul trouble or or to wear them down and make them work really hard, you should be able to beat them if you're a bigger school with more depth. Yeah. But be that as it may, Country, country Day plays Division Two, but they're a smaller school in Division Two. Yeah, it's that's the thing. Like, why are you playing all these teams that? are that much smaller than you. I know Country Day has a problem like scheduling teams because they're not in a conference, so you don't get the automatic games against bigger schools. But, I mean, I, I mean I'm i not going to lie when I say I was disappointed when I looked at that schedule and saw that's what they were producing. Yeah, uh, and the, the, the one that jumped out at me, I was like, really? You lost to Inner City Baptist, who went 7-6 and six this year. But, uh, actually, I then saw that Inner City Baptist has beaten a couple of – like when when they win, they've had a couple of major upsets. This like year. they just pull. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like wait a minute. They they won that game and they won that game, but they lost to all these other people who they should be beating if they're winning this game and this game. Yeah, yeah. Like they they actually did beat Plymouth Christian in the playoffs. Yeah, who was running through everybody. Um, but yeah, a win against Country Day. That's a good one for for Allen Park in our city, but. I feel good with having the Langaman girls. They play hard. I mean, we talked about last pod, the last couple podcasts, how legit Mary Langaman actually is. The 40 girls are good. Rosen is solid. Thibodeau is very ferocious on uh, rebounding. And they press and they play with a purpose and they're smart. And like you said, they had to go through a little bit of adversity to get to this point. I like Emily City over Country Day, and I think we'll be having a semifinal game on what Wednesday. Do Do you see this as um, a low scoring game? Like, like you've seen Emily City a couple of times. I know it's you don't have a huge sample. Yeah, but are, um, are they a team that would prefer to keep this low scoring and half court? No, I um, think they or do like they want the to get out and, and run? And will they trade baskets? They like the up and down because they have the guns to do it. They like to get steals in the back court. That's what they did against uh, North Branch when they played them. They forced steals. I mean, you look at through their BWAC schedule, they're averaging probably 60 points a game. 
They want to go up in the high digits. I mean, even look through their run in the playoffs, 57-55, 51-42. Lutheran North kind of made them play their style because remember what I said, if Lutheran North tries to run with them, they won't be able to. They slowed it down, made it just a slog fest of a game and gave them a chance at the end. No, I think if Emily City wants to, they can get out and run. I don't think they will shoot anywhere near as bad as they did uh, as they did last Thursday. All right, so the, that that's a, an, an interesting game. I think they're both interesting games. I just, uh, uh, again, I, I get the Croslex thing is starting to irk me. And I've been really laid back about the whole thing all year long. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, like, you read something to me today, and I'm just like, come on, let's stop being ridiculous for five seconds, please, people. Because it annoyed me. Yes, but I think we have a chance. Um, if you are curious, I will pull up the... Yeah, I did want to know what's waiting on the other side for whoever wins this game. Right, so here's what's left in Division Two. I'll just give you the whole thing since it's only four games. So the top part, quarterfinal eight, Country Day, Emily City. The winner will take on Nuego, who is 19-1, or Wayland, who's 12-2. The game will be at Van Andel Arena on the 7th at 3 p.m. If MLA City wins, we'll be making a road trip to Grand Rapids. Maybe, maybe, hopefully, we'll be there back-to-back days. Um, Escanaba and Portland are playing on the other side of the bracket. They will take on the winner of Parma Western and Ann Arbor father Gabriel Richard. So I'm that was... i pretend to say that I know anything about any of those teams. So the one nice win for Country Day is they did beat Gabriel Richard in the regular season. That's a big win for them. Again, I would have to dissect their path because, let's be honest, Country Day made it, and they didn't have the toughest path to a quarterfinal we've seen. So that's what's left in Division And they're probably the say, they're probably looking at Emily City going the same thing. They beat a couple of BWAC teams yeah. that they've been beating all year. And then a and then, Cinderella yeah. Lutheran North team. Yeah, so that's why you play Although the game. Lutheran North, I mean, you saw them play four games, right? You yeah. called three games, and you saw them play yeah. another game. They were playing good basketball. They were play- I'm assuming that was the best basketball they were playing all year. They were getting teams. Yeah, they were getting teams to leave their comfort zone, and they were minutes away from doing it against Emily City too. But Country Day, Emily City, Ortonville, Brandon. Um, I'll be there. Are you going to be there? I'm thinking it? about it. We'll talk to the AD uh, yeah. later today. Yeah, see, see what, see what his situation is. If yeah. there's room for me to go, I'll go. All right. And then, well, do you want to just uh, take a break and then do the cross-leg segment? Because I feel like that's going to be a long one. <laughs> for our I'll, multitude- I'll, 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 I'll be very curt and, and to the point. Let's, let's give ourselves a little flexibility <laughs> because I know you have some strong feelings, as do I. And I think, you, yeah. Yeah, let's just reset this, and we'll come back fresh. Cross Lex Ferndale preview next. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
Welcome back. Dennis and Brady with you on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. I'm in a bit of a feisty mood. You are. I am. Uh, we did We did hear back yes. from Ortonville, and it will be both of us tonight. Yeah. So. You're We're, happy about that? Yeah, I'm also happy like when – like, again, I've said this before. We've been very lucky with our schools. They've been super cooperative and helpful. Calling out to other schools sometimes from outside the area gets dicey. Like, we've had instances where people have been amazing to us, have been very happy to accommodate us, helped us any way they could. And then there's other schools it's like pulling teeth to get a response from. We got a, a call back really quickly from uh, Ortonville Brandon about the quarterfinal game with Emily City. And it will be a two-man crew tonight as we make a trip out west. So Brady's making me work on my night off is basically what I had told you you to. can stay home if you want to. He was all puppy dog eye. Oh. He's like, would you please come out to Orchardville and hold my hand tonight? Because it's a far, scary place away, and I don't know. And I like to have somebody to talk to during the game. That's really how it went down. Really, I didn't embellish that at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> since we just uh, got your engines going, let's talk about Cross-Lex Yeah, Ferndale. let's do this. Let's start about not the game itself first and where it's being played. Now, you're going to go longer than I will on this, so <laughs> I'll go first. I'm just going to say I told you so. You did, and we kind of thought this would happen. The game's going to be played at East Point. Now, if you're curious... East Point's a lot closer to Ferndale than it is Cross-Lex, which I think we kind of expected and would have been all right with if it was a nicer gym. Um, <laughs> because not that East Point's gym is awful. There are definitely worse high schools. But, I mean... I'm going to give the MHSA a little bit of a pass here because I think it was probably whoever wanted to host it was going to get it. They needed someone to raise their hand. By the way, Ferndale to East Point, 22 minutes. Cross Lex to East Point, an hour and 15. Yep. So, yep. so I'm going to give – I'm going to assume in a COVID year – there is no reason for a school to host a quarterfinal game. Usually, from talking with people that have done it before, you can probably make a few thousand dollars from concessions and you get part of the gate. So when you get 1,000 people in a gym, 1,500 people, and you sell out all the pizza and hot dogs and drinks, well, you made a lot of money. Now you get 100 people, so you get, what, a few hundred dollars at the gate and not really worth it to host it. And you're, part of the, the COVID thing is there's no concessions. Yes, and you can't sell concessions. So no one really wanted to host it. I'm going to assume East Point was like, fine, we'll host it. And that's why they're playing it there. I don't like it, but I think I can understand it. And, I don't, and I'm not going to kill them. Dennis, on the other hand, you're go the, ahead. You're the state of Michigan. You can make some phone calls here. And you can get this game a in in a better gym that B is more fairly located, so that travels a little more even. I'm not saying the game has to be exactly 45 minutes away for each school to be fair, but 
I just it's a pattern that I have noticed over the years that when it's a team from the Blue Water area or the Thumb, they always travel further than the other team. Always. It's not a once in a while or it happens a few times. It's always. It's always, especially if you get a team from the west side of the state playing a team from our area, our team will always have to go in that direction. If it's a Lansing team, the game will be played in like Fowlerville or one of those little towns close to Lansing that's like a half-hour drive for them, but it's a two-hour drive for the team from our area. Happens all the time. So it did not shock me at all that this game is down in that area 22 minutes away for Ferndale to go to. They just dr- jump on 696 and, what, get off at Gratiot or Utica Road or wh- whatever, and, and and that's what they've got to do while Croslex has got to meander down just to get to the expressway. Um, and and that's, that's probably the bulk of their trip. Once they get to the expressway, they've only got about a half hour to go. Yeah. Um, but it's getting to the expressway. That, that's the, the – I mean, it's just – Nobody takes that into consideration, and, and I, it, it, it bothers me. It annoys me, and you're the state of Michigan. You could have called somebody and at least tried. You could have said, hey, Anchor Bay, hey, Dakota, hey, and somebody. to be fair, we don't know that these calls weren't made. Uh, I got a feeling they weren't made. I don't Cause, know. Because you can ask for a favor and say, we'll take care of you when, when the time comes. Right. It just. Because I've been in that East Point gym. It's an all right gym at best. I guess it's a good thing. It's old. Yeah, capacity isn't going to be filled because there's not a ton of room to sit. Um, The other thing, and selfishly, I don't know where the hell we're going to broadcast from in that gym. I mean. They'll find a spot for you. Yeah. Hey, the last two places I've been in, I I just got (laughs) creative. Yeah. I sat up in the stands with the fans. I've had to do that and a few times. Sat up at, I don't, at, at the top and, and, and just called the ball game. I actually don't think I've had to do that in basketball. I had to do that in football a couple times. When yeah. I went down to Clintondale, um, I did that. And yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you do what you got to do, uh, and, and that, that part of it, like, I don't expect the state to pick out a spot thinking of, well – get stuck on sports camp broadcast right. from there that yeah. that's not my my no, issue. that's just a, my a side my note. issue is always that it's always the local teams up here you know they, they would have never in their wildest dreams they would have never suggested doing the game 22 minutes from Crosslex and making um ferndale drive up here to play somewhere never crossed their mind play the game at port Huron northern never crossed their mind, and Ferndale would be stamping their feet uh, until they got their way. And I think that, uh, hey, I think part of the reason why Cross-Lex is so good, and it, you know what, it might just add fuel to the fire. They played with a chip on their shoulder the entire season, and just when you think it's kind of off, I say something to you that really <laughs> annoyed you more than I thought it would. I was it, just like... It, it did. It did. I don't know why it stuck in my craw today, but it did. It wasn't that uh, – and I'm not going to say the name. Right. Because, you know, whatever. They've been around longer than us. Maybe yeah. they know more than we do. Uh, but when you said Ferndale was ranked no, – No, are you talking about Ferndale or Iron Mountain? Well, I'm going to get to yeah. that. 
when you said Ferndale was ranked higher. Yes, Ferndale than in this publication was up higher than Crosslex. By a, a lot. So, uh, yeah. Like, not like it wasn't like one or two spots. It was a like somewhat decent. They're, they're 19 and. Yeah, they're, Crosslex was higher, like 20 something. 26 or something like that. Yeah. But then you told me they had Iron Mountain at 24. And I'm like, really? I want a Crosslex Iron Mountain game now. Because the reasoning behind it isn't that Iron Mountain is great and plays they a great. They are undefeated. Yeah, uh, probably playing a, a bunch of rinky-dink, uh, Carson City, Crystal Falls, if you, want, you know, all, all those teams that have to have five communities to get enough kids to call it a school. Uh, um, just some teams they've played, Calumet, Norway, Gwynn, Kingsford, oh, yeah. Ironwood, Hancock, West Iron County. Houghton. Ironwood is Gladstone, probably the biggest city out of all of that. Ishpeming, Escanaba. Small places. Escanaba is nice, but it's a small place. Um, Gladstone. But, but, but the reason behind it was because they have a kid who got an offer. That, well, that's really why they put him there. Oh, this kid has signed to play college basketball somewhere. They must – just based on that alone, they're a great team, and they're better than this – team over here in the thumb that, that's not getting any offers doesn't have anybody signed they can't be any good because they don't have anybody signed if soper or johnson it would only take one of them to to commit to a college that somebody's heard of they would shoot up in the rank i guarantee it i guarantee it and that's ridiculous because i'm telling you right now crosslex plays iron mountain Crosslex wins, and now I want Crosslex not just to beat Ferndale, but to annihilate them. Yes. Which will be a hard task because yes. Ferndale, Ferndale has some legit players. I mean, but so does Crosslex. Yes. But we're, we're here to inform the people about whose Crosslex's opponent will be tomorrow night. And they have some very legitimate players, some future Division I basketball players on this team, and they have a lot of size. So Ferndale's, from what I found, their big guy, a kid named Trayvon Lewis, he's a 6'4 shooting guard that holds four, he's a junior, holds four D1 offers, Siena, Virginia Commonwealth, VCU, if you remember them making a run uh, a, thousand a while years back ago. in the tournament, Toledo and Kent State. All offered him, and then there is a uh, another player for them that holds one offer. Um, what is it, Brooks? The uh, no, sorry, Jason Drake. Jason Drake. The he also holds an offer from Toledo. I believe he used to play at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Has since moved to Ferndale. And the other thing of note is they have a bit a legit big man, a six eight center. Um, he's a senior. And he has a little bit of size, and we went through their schedule before. I can go through it again. Now, I'm just going to say this, though, about that, about the size. Yeah. Um, didn't Crosslex beat Armada three times this year? Who's got more size than Armada? It's comparable, yeah. Armada, so they're not – yeah, I mean, I think Connor McKenzie's 6'7". He looks bigger than that. He, he's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks bigger than that. Uh, but I'm just saying the, the, the size isn't going to intimidate no. Crosslex. No, and I think they're a team on a Soper mission. will still try to dunk on this kid 6'8 or not. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want, again, Ferndale schedule, they're 13-4. and four. 
They have some legit wins. They took Flint Beecher to double overtime the second game of the year. They went at one point, they actually lost three out of four games. They lost by 41 to Orchard Lake St. Mary's, which might be the best basketball team in the state, regardless of division. Um, they lost to North Farmington. That's their like one bad loss. North Farmington was only seven and three this year. Um, and then they lost to Gross Point South in the last regular season game. So they ended the season kind of on a bad note. And their playoff run, they beat Hazel Park by 62. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, end of the season games, too, are, are tough because you don't know how they were playing them. You don't know who they were holding out, how they were controlling guys' minutes, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Hazel Park by 62. Ferndale University by almost 40, 39. Uh, Livonia Clarenceville by 25. Now, none of those teams really strike fear. Clarenceville had a losing record. Ferndale University was I never heard of. 0-12. So, and then they got a forfeit win over Chandler Park. So in the playoffs, they haven't really been tested. Um, and they were not the favorite against Chandler Park. No, no. Chandler Park, I mean... And I would not have been offended had Croslex been the underdog against Chandler Park. Yeah. So they, Here I'm looking for a little bit more of a fair shake, and I don't think I'm getting one. Yeah, I think – I don't know. We've seen Croslex play, and I saw them dismantle a very solid Goodrich team. So maybe it's just because I know that they did it against a team that people thought could m- make and win a quarterfinal game. Um, but I saw them play Carlton. And going in, everybody was, Carl. Carlton's got these two guys. Carlton's got these two guys. And for a half, Carlton's two guys were okay. Mm-hmm. And then in the second half, they were completely shut down, and Croslex ended up destroying them. The one thing that I think could affect this game is Croslex is, has gone through this whole playoffs in familiar territory. I know the first round was at Yale, but... Those kids have played in Yale's gym since they could shoot a basketball, and then they got to play the regionals at home. Now, now I don't, I don't even care that it's at East Point. Any gym that they're not used to, you have to go there. Changes it up a little bit. Got a little bit of a different feel. Granted, Ferndale's never played there too, but my point still stands. No, uh, and okay, so you played at yeah. least. Like I'm, I'm not gonna talk to this point because i don't know i never played basketball i don't is one rim different from another rim how long does it take you to adjust if you get out there you've got 15 minutes before the game do you feel good about the the place after those 15 minutes or do you have to play a quarter what is usually it's i don't know that's unless there's something like glaring you kind of just don't think about it you get used to it like unless there's a weird background like i've said before teams have always struggle to shoot like in Marysville's gym like I don't know I, this might just be a fallacy but I bet you if you like take a team shooting percentage at Marysville over the span of like five seasons like a conference opponent I bet you it's way lower than it is normally so some gyms just it depends how far like the background is like if it's really close sometimes that messes with shooters I don't know I don't think it makes too much of a difference but it's that subconscious being in familiar territory and knowing what to expect. Like, it, it's, it's weird because, like, PH is a gym. I love the PH gym, mm-hmm. by the way. 
Um, so don't get me wrong about this. I love it. But those rims are not kind. No. It, well, it, it, look at your Dakota district. It's tough, yeah. And at, at, at Dakota, the, the girls and, and the boys as well, until we got to the finals, uh, and, and then it, it's a lot easier to make a shot when you're dunking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like the, the, the early, early in the week, those rims were so unkind. There were so many shots that I'm like, and here's a layup. Oh, no, it didn't go in. Yeah. It goes halfway down and pops back out. Like, what is going on? Um, and, and so you, you do run into that in some gyms where it's like uh, even the home team, you play there all the time, and, and the rims are just they – don't, they don't give you the bounce. Right. And the other thing is, like, I've played in bad gyms. You kind of know, like, I mean, related to any sport. You go to a crappy football field, a bad hockey rink. You can mentally prepare go, all right, this place is a shoebox. It's going to be lit like it's a dungeon, and it's going to be tough. I don't know if these guys have played at East Point's gym. If they have, that helps them out a lot. Um, but, yeah, Crosslex Ferndale, that's tomorrow. Um, I guess we'll have to get a hold of East Point at some point um, in this process. But, yeah, I don't know really what to expect. I think Croslex has as good a chance as any to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't go into this game thinking, oh, man, this is where the ride ends. They don't have a chance to win this game. That's not the feel I get from this at all. I, Yeah, I feel like this will – all right, I'm going to – when I say this, I don't You're going to be controversial? Maybe. <laughs> this year has been memorable. It's one of the – it's the, maybe the best year in Crosslex basketball history. I mean, the first regional title. If they win this game, I think it puts it into legendary status. Because, okay, after a quarterfinal, does, do you really remember if a team lost in the semifinal or the state? Is it more about, okay, you won a quarterfinal, you got to the final four, the next thing is the state championship. If they win this game, I think the season becomes puts it into that like that the second to final tier before a state title where you go that team was a final four legit championship team yeah and if they lose it's still an amazing unreal season but it gets just a little more pizzazz winning a quarterfinal yeah it is like nicer to say but in this case i will say this they've done things that they have never done before for me it's gravy Oh, yeah. The way I look at it. But I don't look at it like everybody does, and a lot of people look at it the way you just pointed out. Like, if you win the quarterfinal, now you're a big deal. Yeah. I think there already are. No, it's a big deal. But now I think the other thing that I think it does, and maybe it's just with context that will be lost with time, it proves to the state, hey, you ignored us for two years. Now we just beat a Ferndale team. Now we're playing for a semifinal. What what do you have to say now? And when the season's done, I want that Iron Mountain game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a gym and sponsor. Let's put it on. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of sponsors, let me do this. Uh, and then uh, we can uh, refocus and do our final segment. 
buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Michael's, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michael's Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michael's Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michael's really is your dealer for the people. Michael's Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's, your dealer for the people. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays, 830 to 430, or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear, TP Lowe's will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. It's uh, Dennis and Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, we did this during football season, Brady, and I'm just kind of throwing this. We didn't really plan for this, so it might be a little more difficult. But, you know, during football season, we, we, we picked out the great plays and the great games mm-hmm. during the, the season that we, we had the opportunity to see. And I know, like, for me, for basketball, my season started with a great finish. I did the Sandusky game. Uh, to start the uh, the season, um, who the heck were they playing now? It wasn't Cass City, was it? Yeah, it was Cass City. You're right. Uh, and Cass City hit a three to take the lead with like two seconds to go in the game, and then Sandusky inbounded and made a half court shot to win the game, um, 47 to to 45, and it was a great finish and a great uh, basketball game. Uh, and and I kind of had early on, yeah. I guess it evened out a little more as the season went on. But early on, I had some really close games, and I had kids hitting half courts. I even had a half-court shot at the district in, in the girls' game. Um, Jaden DeLong yeah. knocked one down for, for Christina PH. Christina Bohm hit one in the second game I did. Yeah, Christina Bohm, and, and it was a meaningless basket, but she knocked down a three at the buzzer in a game where she finished with 27 points. <laughs> and, she, like, it was just the reaction when she made the shot, and it went in, and she just turned and, like, shrugged her shoulders at the, the crowd and that because they were going crazy. And she's like, I just threw that up for fun. I didn't think it was going to go in. Um, that kind of stuff. So – uh, I think I had a little more fun this year than you did because you had a lot of blowouts. No, that was you a had a lot of blowouts. Look at, I mean, look at some of the games I had. I would argue that. Well, I'm trying to think what the best game. The Linden Crosslex game was a lot of fun. The Marysville Lakeview game was a lot of fun. Those were um, your two best games, though. They were two damn good games. Yeah, I still that even it, when Marco scored 43. I mean, they won in a route. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, how often do you get someone scoring forty three and not winning in a route? Like, I still think the best play I saw was the inbound play that Lance Campbell drew up to put the ice on Linden and Soper threw down the and one dunk. That was probably the best play I saw. I mean, getting to call Demarco Singleton breaking a two decade old record at Marysville uh, with forty three points was a lot of fun at Maryville. This was a good year for dunks, Brady yes. Bidon. Yes. <laughs> this was a really good year, actually, uh, in the dunk uh, department. And I did get to see Jamison go off in the last game at, uh, at the district in the district final. He scored mm-hmm. 34 points, so I was pretty uh, pumped about that. Uh, he, play, he played a great basketball game. Right. And it wasn't the outcome I wanted, but – I would be lying if I didn't say the Lutheran North Marine City District semifinal wasn't a great finish. Like, you get a 10-point comeback. Granted, not what I wanted to see. Still, objectively, a fun game. You had a couple really fun hockey games, too. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the Marysville uh, game with uh, Thumb Legion in to, to start that regional was a really good two-to-one hockey game that, that was exciting. Uh, even the, the, the final score wasn't good. Like the last five minutes of the game weren't, wasn't very good because Northern put it away right. with three goals. But it was a 3-1 hockey game, Northern Marysville, with half a period to go, and Marysville was on the power play. 
it was a good game for most of the well, game. And PH and Marysville did battle in hockey too. Those were probably yeah, your best games. Th- those are some great games. Fleming uh, scored with 13 seconds left after uh, Turner had tied it like a uh, minute and a half before that, uh, the first time they played. Uh, and then uh, the the other one, um, and the other game with Marysville was a good one, although Goodme's goal came like six minutes into the period. So there was time mm-hmm. for Marysville to come back, and they just couldn't mount anything. But um, the the finish of the Northern Romeo game for the regional championship where Northern – didn't allow Romeo across center ice for like the last four minutes of the game. They, I mean, it was just unbelievable the way they smothered them. I mean, that's not easy to do in hockey. Right. But Romeo literally couldn't get the puck. Uh, at like they had to spend all their energy just to get it out of their own blue line, and then Northern would just put it back in and pin them up. And it, uh, that was a absolute thing of beauty to watch. It was just so good. Like you're you're doing the broadcast, and you know that what you're what you're describing probably isn't very exciting right. to people listening, but you're watching it going, man, I this is the best I've seen a team do this. Mm-hmm. So what else was like some plays, some singular moments? Uh, Charlie Goodme scored a shorthanded goal this year while they were two men short for PH. <laughs> Doesn't and happen often. That that you don't see that very often at all and it was a beautiful goal like he started in his own end skated through several players like he, he went through at least four guys to get to the net and then deked out the goalie and and scored while his team was two men short that might have been the greatest individual effort I've seen all season by anybody yeah it's I'm just trying to think right now like if you combine football and basketball what do you think between me and you the best games we've done have been. Well, obviously the Marine City Marysville football game is legendary. Yes. I mean, that's that's probably the best game of the year, bar none. I mean, that Sandusky Cass City game, I don't know what it happened before the end, but that sound that's got to be up in the top 5. It was a great finish. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I I actually thought that at, at one point I actually thought Cass City was going to win in a runaway. And then I thought, well, geez, now Sandusky's going to win in a runaway. So there were points during the second half of that game, like in the third quarter, where I thought there's no way Sandusky's going to win. They're going to lose double digits. And then midway through the fourth, I'm like, geez, there's no way Sandusky's going to lose. They're up eight or whatever it is. And to be that close at the end was kind of surprising I uh, st- in that game. I still think Marysville-Lakeview is probably a top five game. Again, not the result we wanted, uh, but – I mean, you see 23 threes hit in a game. Hayden Holberg was unconscious from downtown. Um, a one-point overtime loss on the road. That was a lot of fun. Um, what, I'm trying to think of what other really good basketball well, games. Well, I'm not going to say that it was a good basketball game. I'm just going to say it was something I hadn't seen before, and so it sticks out in my mind. But I did the Northern Girls game against Gross Point South where Gross Point South came out and hit seven threes to start the game, yeah, and they were up twenty-five to four, like four minutes into the basketball yeah. game. Also, before this year, how many scorekeepers had you seen ejected? Yeah, and I saw two this year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, again, not a great game, but I got to see a record break when Singleton scored forty-three, which I can't remember the last time a kid in this area scored forty-three. It's been a long time since I've seen a coach get ejected 
mm-hmm. from a game, and that happened the last game that I called. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the Linden Croslex game because you saw Croslex slowly battle back, and then I think the dunk at the end was like the coup de gras, the the the, the very fun point of that. Um, and yeah, a lot of just good basketball too. Like there were a lot of good players in the area. Yeah, and, and that, it it was both uh, the 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 boys and the girls basketball this year. Like as there were a lot of great performances and and there were a lot of surprise things where like I and and I guess I I didn't give give it the right perspective because I saw Marysville just get crushed by PH in the first game in girls mm-hmm. basketball and I'm thinking geez this is going to be a long year for Marysville probably not going well you know it was PH yeah who had just lost so they were upset yeah but uh, then all of a sudden, the next time I saw Marysville play and Kane is scoring 22 points, and I think she got 20 in the second half or, or 18 in the second half. It was something like that. And so that was like watching them develop and then seeing the ending was disappointing because it was unfair. Right. Like they shouldn't have been in that district. That was a really good basketball team that wasn't given a chance to win a district title. Right. And I know it's social media, so it doesn't mean much, but there are coaches out there pushing for five or six divisions in basketball. I'm going to blame you if that happens. Blame me? Yeah. Thank me. Just gets more confusing. Yeah. Just put teams where they're supposed to be and don't worry about making the divisions all even. Again, that was another solution we offered, but... Yeah, so we've had a lot of fun this basketball season, and who knows, maybe our best game will be tonight or tomorrow. That is a possibility. And we did our first tandem game when we did Anchor Bay Marysville Hockey together. We did do that. It started Saturday at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> it wasn't that early. It was like a They wanted the cheaper ice. <laughs> they had to unlock the doors so everyone could get in. Anchor Bay played well that day, and the Marysville people kindly asked you not to return. <laughs> They liked it better when I was there. Yeah, I think the next game was the PH buzzer beater goal. So I don't think I made that much of a difference. No, I, that was okay, a great start game. Out, first game I did, you almost had a – I almost had a buzzer beater when Mooney only lost to Lonskoos North by three. Yeah, that's true. Who turned out to be a good Lonskoos North team. That's true too. Um, and that, that was one I didn't broadcast, but I sat and watched because it was after a broadcast, mm-hmm. and that Dakota Lounge Cruise North game was vicious. Yeah. Vicious. And, I mean, how can we forget? I mean, it bears without mentioning, but in the last week, we had two first regional championships in school history that we broadcast. Yep. Outstanding. So it has been quite a successful year to start. What's our broadcast total up to? Uh, I Well, we have two more games for basketball for sure, and that will, I believe, put us at 112. So that puts us at, well, we need 24 football. So 90 eight, games 80, during the winter sports season or something like that is, is where we're going to yeah. be at. So most we could get is, what, 96? Something like that. In a six-week period. But we had, yeah. Seven-week period. And we, we did, uh, well, I gave the numbers, I think, on the last show. Mm-hmm. Like uh, over 53 days, we'd done 88 games or something like yeah. that. And then you look at baseball and, and softball. Baseball and softball. After crazy. starting like next week, because I think like Macomb County's on spring break right now, we are going to be swamped at the diamond. Like I'm going to spend today and tomorrow getting a hold of coaches and be like, 
Um, yeah, I'm still doing basketball, but tell me about your baseball team because <laughs> I think on our schedule right now, Wednesday is our first one, Marine City Algonac. Yep. I'll be there at that one because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that you'll have a basketball game to go to. Yeah, and then, yeah, geez, I might have two games in Grand Rapids. and That'll be good for you days. to build character. Hmm. Well, I'd like, again, I'm, I'm the old fart on the show. I've been there, done that. Right. And I want you to experience that. You'll, you will get a kick out of that. I will. Going and doing those games and being in the big arena. Mm-hmm. It'll be as fun for you because I did mine when, when I was your age. I went right. to the Palace and did Buena Vista back-to-back years for state championships. And it's like, I'm sitting courtside. I'm in the seat that George Blaha sits in <laughs> to do games like, when, when when you're 23, 24 years old, it's one that that you'll remember for a long time. So right. I want you to experience. I don't want to hog all the great experiences since I've had a lot of those experiences already. Yeah, so, well, hopefully Emily City and Croslex can get it done. I think at worst it's a 50-50 shot for both teams. At best, I, I think Emily City's going to win. Croslex, Ferndale, I don't know enough about Ferndale, but I know if Croslex plays – the way they did it against Goodrich, it's going to be tough for Ferndale. Ferndale, this is why I'm really interested about this one because Ferndale scored a lot of points, and Crosslex is hard to score on. Well, you know, yeah, let's say you what's know the who, most Crosslex is have they given up fifty to anybody? Oh uh, yes, I think they did to Carlton actually. Um, let me pull this up real quick. I wasn't expecting. Is this all right? This is. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I threw that at you. No, you're, I threw, I've been throwing you curveballs in the dirt. Here no, you're good. Okay, second. so I'll just run through their point totals and then we'll wrap it up. Twenty-four, thirty-five, thirty-three, 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 fourteen, thirty-six, fifty-five against Carlton, eighteen, twenty-four, forty-eight. That was Linden, forty-two, fifteen, thirty, fifty-one against Almont, but they also scored eighty-one. 42-53 against Armada. They scored 83. 27-35. Yeah, so, like, I think you, three times somebody got over 50 on them. Yeah. So, it's hard to score, and I don't see Ferndale lighting it up for 70-something points or whatever no. they got in their last game that they had to play. No. Um, and they've gotten 90 a couple of times. They scored 93 or 94 on somebody. Yeah, they scored 90 against Hazel Park and 94 against Detroit Douglas. Yeah. They also gave up 74 in that game. Yeah. And I, I don't see a game like that happening. And the Yeah. So, all right. Um, tonight, uh, we are both in MLA City. As, Hortonville, Brandon. Or, oh, yeah. For Hortonville, MLA Brandon. City. For MLA City. Um, they take on Detroit Country Day, 7 p.m. tip. And then tomorrow, 7 p.m. tip at East Point um, for a 7 p.m. tip boys quarterfinal, Ferndale, Crosslex. So there you have it. All right. It's going to be fun. Send this podcast to your friends. Tell them we exist. Tell your friends with money to give us money so we can keep doing this. Yes. See, that made Dennis happy. Everything that he just said. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.